Welcome to the Backwoods. My playground is out in the woods. Back in the sticks, this is my hood. Waking up early with nature's hand in my hand. I also enjoy this for a minute. Finger on the trigger just to seal the deal. Feel the chill. Shoot to kill. It's the thrill. It's the skill. It's the rush. It's the dust. Living the Backwoods life. What's up, y'all? Backwoods life in the house. Michael Lee here with Kevin Knighton on the other end of the glorious connection via the internet. Down here in Sunshine State, although it ain't very sunny today. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cloudy up here today. It's supposed to rain a little bit and cool off, which is all right with me because it's been about 85 degrees for the last week, and I'm not ready to give up the cool weather yet, sir. Yeah, we've been having June weather in uh Middle of February, that wasn't working out too good for me. But it's March now, so watch out. That's right. Now it can cool off and feel like spring again. That's right. So, well, it's supposed to cool down some. I've been getting trail cam pictures of gobblers strutting the last couple of days or so on the covert cameras, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I guess it's good because they're getting cranked up, but it's bad because we still got about 20 six days or something like that until the season starts 20 no i'm sorry 23 days yeah it, uh I, I started getting a few pictures on mine too and actually i just put my cameras out i don't know a week ago not even four days ago and uh i finally got a gobbler walk in front of the camera yesterday but he had his back to the camera so you couldn't see his beard or nothing like that i don't know if it was a super jake or a sure enough gobbler and then I guess he ran up there to the camera and just pushed the button and turned it off because I didn't get another picture for like four hours. you got to be careful because what they'll do is they figure out that camera's there and they don't, they don't like to be on it. So they'll go, they'll go turn it off. They're pretty smart like that. That's what I figured. He went over and changed the timer on it or something. Yeah. Uh, you never know, man. I mean, when they figure out how to plot against us, we may be in trouble. Well, I've been getting pictures of hens the last several days, and I knew there had to be a gobbler there with them. But then one time he slipped up and went in front of it. And I got to go check it. I ain't even sure he didn't go pull my SD card out of it. He probably did. He probably gave it to another turkey. And they probably put it in somebody else's camera. It's really messing up the whole turkey hunting world, you know. <laughs> they're plotting against us, and it's way yeah. too early for that. That's what I'm saying. It ain't even started yet, and they're already against us. But, hey, that's, that's turkeys for you. They're... Um, they're notorious for seeing what you're thinking and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we've got an uphill battle. But I'm ready, yeah. to start, I'm ready to start the battle. We enjoy that battle, though. I mean, you know, they're sitting out there talking turkey, little purring and clucking and yelping and everything else. And uh, it's about time for that to happen. Well, like I said, we, Florida starts March the 17th. You and I both will be getting up bright and early on those mornings to get out there and get after them. So we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe we can knock a couple down opening day. That'd be good. So I think South Florida starts this Saturday. They had a youth season last Saturday, and uh, it's about time for them to start knocking some Osceola's down down there. I don't care about there. I'm not going. No matter. <laughs> That's what you think it's been hot up here. <clears throat> Roll on down there to South Florida and see how warm it is. The only reason I'm going to South Florida is we're going to go fishing or go to the beach or something like that. I'm, I, it's just too hot down there. Like, I went with our buddy Tom last year and 
you know, we went down there. It was like the second week of Florida season. Dude, it was like 90 degrees. I said, this is just too hot. I don't even, I got a 90 degree rule. If it's 90 degrees outside, I'm not going. <laughs> Especially taking a turkey vest and wearing some snake boots and everything else. It just seems like it. All that humidity well, knocks you down fast. Well, that and, you know, somehow whenever you go turkey hunting, you're like, well, maybe we just don't have to walk a lot today. Maybe we can get lucky and get set up on this field or food plot and just chill and want to come in and do his thing. No, nah, man, you got to walk 28 miles for some reason. Well, that's what uh, this old Textron off-road vehicle from Shire Carts, I uh, plan on running the batteries pretty hard on it this spring. Well, I mean, that's, that's a given, but at the same time, you can't just drive up to them and shoot them. You got to do some walking in there, Kevin. Are you sure we can't? I mean, could we just try it and see? You can try, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought you were good enough caller. We just call them right over up to it. Well, if you be real still, it might be possible. But I mean, you know, them four H turkeys—they get smart after a while. <laughs> Don't shoot the white one. Well, he better not walk out there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, our buddy buddy Waddell camp over there talking about can't stop the flop. I bet I can. <laughs> <laughs> Watch and see. <clears throat> this, this old true lock chokes we just got to, to screw in, and uh, I believe that there might be some stone cold with no floppage this season. Yeah, you uh, you got a new true lock for your 20 gauge. I'm curious to see what that thing's going to do. I know it. Now I just got to find ammo. I guess I'm going to have to. I've been looking all over the place for those federal TSS loads, but everybody is either sold out or they can't get them or they're $50 a shell, it seems like. So uh, <laughs> I've yet to find anybody that's got any. So that, that's what I'm running into. But we'll we'll try to old Winchester Longbeard XRs or something and see how they pattern. You said that Heavy 7, is that what you said out of yours? Yeah, uh, I just shot last year my 20-gauge. Uh, it's a federal heavyweight number seven I'm, and, uh, pretty good. I'm writing that down right now heavy seven see what that thing will do at 50 yards and go turkey hunting and that choke that you uh are talking about on the side of there it says federal number seven so uh that, that might work out better than what you think well I have full confidence in the true lock abilities I just gotta have full confidence in my abilities next <laughs> that is the I was talking to one of our crew members yesterday, Justin Moore, and he has 20 gauge he set up, and he got a true lock choke in it last year and was sending me pictures talking about how good it was shooting. And he said, you know, they got a, a, that new TSS choke out from true lock, and uh, he was curious about getting one of them. And I said, well, shoot. Looking at these pictures, what you've been shooting is, I mean, that's pretty dang impressive. And he said, yeah, he said, I have no doubt I could turn the TSS load loose at 70 yards out of this gun. It'd be a dead turkey. Well, the 20 gauge said, is 70 yards. That, he said, if that new choke shoots it any better than what these are shooting it, he said, it might be a 100-yard turkey gun. I said, well, while I understand that you might have a gun that could reach out there that far, you also might have a missing at 30 yards again because right now your pattern ain't very big at 30 and you're talking about seeing if you could make it even smaller. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw a red flag on that one and 
just say I'm not going to try a turkey at 70 or 100 with my with my turkey gun. That's just, I don't know, there's a fine line between I can do it or I should do it. Not not knocking anybody that shoots one a long ways off, but <clears throat> most of the people I know that shoot them that far, it was on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he stood up and said, oh, I didn't know it was that far away. Yeah, I thought he was about 50 and he was 70. So, But I have seen people shoot them. <laughs> shoot at them that far before and uh, not realize how far they are and the turkey go flying off. So, you know, that's how it works, too. Uh, I seem to recall sitting by you doing that before. Well, I've sat by you and doing that before, too, so. Yeah, I believe that was at the same time. Yeah, so it, it happens. <laughs> <clears throat> We're not going to talk about that, because huh? we should have killed all them turkeys. But anyway. Yep. They should have been dead. They were in the range. We're going to just say that there were too many obstructions. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. So, All I know is on that particular hunt, you said one, two, three, and I think by the time you said three, I didn't even have a turkey in the scope anymore. But I still pulled the trigger. I was a team player. Well, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> but uh, Hindsight, we just done something different. But. It is what it is. Next time we're going to wait till we just call them on up to our poop. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. I was talking to a guy yesterday, and I said the biggest thing to learn about turkey hunting is that you need to learn about turkey hunting every time you go is learning experience. And we definitely learn through that experience because that's probably the one of the few times in a long time, and especially all time, of my turkey hunting that one actually got away. They don't get away very often. Yeah, it, uh, it happens. Probably for me, what has killed more turkeys ain't even something I put in my turkey vest. It's up there between my ears, and it's called patience. Well, there ain't a lot between ears, Kevin. And I don't know if patience exists. No, but there patience. I can sit in the turkey woods and wait if I think one's coming. Well, if you sit there long enough and there's a turkey in the woods, he might come by. But you may have to sit That's there right. for six weeks, but he might come by. Last weekend of the season down here in Florida last year, I shot two and a half shot. And it's because I just, one, I didn't have anywhere else to go. And two, I just sat there and was patient. And eventually, there they come. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> patience is a virtue. There's no doubt about that, especially when it comes to turkey hunting. I mean, deer hunting's one thing. You sit there in deer stand, you're kind of like, all right, well, I might as well sit here and wait and see what happens. But turkey hunting, you kind of like, well, you know what? I might need to get up, move 50 yards and call, or go 100 yards, or go to this field, or go to that. And, uh, but if you're in a spot where you've got one spot to hunt, and you can cover the whole place by sitting in one spot, then that's what you got to <laughs> do, right? Yeah, that's what I exactly right. But, I mean, even you get a bird gobbling, and you feel like you might be coming to you, give him 10 more minutes, you know? What well, you got to be in a big hurry. Well, unless you got to, like, go to work, or... A wedding or something like that, then you might need to be in a hurry. Yeah, Kevin, I mean, everybody doesn't have the flexibility of just sitting in the woods all day like you and doing nothing. You got to get your priorities in line. I mean, what's important yeah. to you? Yeah, paying your house payment or going turkey hunting. There's <laughs> priorities, right? <laughs> I mean, I grew up hunting with a bunch of boys that uh, come deer season, they quit their job, they find a new one come January because they got a lot of deer hunting. Well, they didn't have a home either, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, any, anyway, um, we hit on the subject of 
of our guns a while ago. And recently, uh, you, you know, you and I talked a few weeks ago about the tragic event down in Florida. And, you know, of course, unfortunately, whenever something like that happens, that gun control becomes a debate and, you know, people try to push legislation through and throw bills out there and we need to do this, we need to do that, and, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever your side of the, the take is on that, it is what it is. And, you know, one thing about our country that makes it great is the somewhat, if you will, right to free speech and um, exercise on that, right? And our, our fellow hunter in the industry, Mr. Chipper Jones, had a couple comments the other day that ruffled a lot of feathers. Um, me personally, um, well, to catch everybody up, Chipper basically, in a nutshell, and I'm not going to say this is exactly how it was worded, and Kevin, you can clear me up if I, if I mess up, but he basically said that his opinion was a civilian doesn't really need to own an AR-type weapon. Yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of a short version of it, that uh, felt like a lot of that needed to stick with the military and that uh, you and me didn't need an AR. You know, and, that, and hey, that, if that's your opinion, that I, I understand that and I respect that. Um, but that doesn't mean I necessarily agree with that by any means. Uh, I don't think that limiting the number of rounds in a clip uh, would have changed the outcome of this event that, that happened recently because uh, you, you and I probably agree, Kevin, that if a guy only can hold nine bullets in a clip, he's just going to carry more clips. And, you know, if you're proficient with a weapon, you can change clips rather easily and fast. So I don't think that would deter anything in the big scheme of things. What's your opinion? Yeah, I don't know that, you know, a 10-round magazine versus a 30-round magazine, you know, what kind of difference that would make. Um, but you kind of touched on something there that the wonderful thing about this country is that, uh, each of us can have our opinion and we can have a discussion about it. Um, one thing that, you know, I understand the, the kind of knee-jerk reactions that a lot of people have that, you know, as soon as they read his comments, they're like, well, we're done with you. Go jump in a creek. Um, most times worded much meaner than that. But, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, instead of just you know, casting him by the wayside, let's just talk about things and let's take everybody's opinion into account and uh, and work from there, you know? Yeah, I, I agree, man. And that's the thing. I mean, uh, do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. And, and that's just part of, you know, society and moving forward after events and understanding what causes these and trying to find you know, solutions, but a lot of people just, it's just like politics, just like sports. I mean, they've got their opinions, they've got their their angles, uh, their favorites, if you will. And I use that term loosely in this case, but uh, they, everybody gets their feelings hurt it's too easy when somebody doesn't agree with them on, on, on sensitive issues such as this. But really what kind of bothered me was, was not the fact that the chipper statements are what they are. I mean, I respect him as a human being, an American with the right to have an opinion. And even though we don't agree, hey, whatever. That, that is what it is. 
But <clears throat> you and I were having this conversation the other day in the airport, and on Twitter, somebody tweeted to Chipper and Major League Bowhunter, their, their television show, and this it was a guy named Steven, and this is exactly what he said. Very disappointed in your comments about right to own an AR. A great weapon for hogs and coyotes here in South Georgia. I won't be supporting you or Major League Bowhunter anymore. All right, and that's Steven's opinion, right? As an American, just as Chipper had his opinion to take the stance on those type weapons. Um, with that being said, I, I'm from South Georgia, Kevin. You're from North Florida. You and I both agree that you know predator hunting and hog hunting, that is a good platform to use an AR platform with it. It's because, especially when you're dealing with hogs, you need as many bullets as you can carry with you to try to do as much damage to take those things out, right? Because they are a problem. We have seen this firsthand. Um, then Chipper tweets back to this gentleman, and this is where I kind of got rubbed a little bit the wrong way on how this was handled. And this is what Chipper said back to Stephen. Sorry my opinion doesn't jive with yours, Steve. I don't knock your laziness to shoot South Georgia hogs with an AR instead of a bow. Happy trails, bruh. That's not how you handle that, in my opinion. Yeah, that uh, I think that was stepping out of line. I don't, I don't think that uh, they're in South Georgia that we do hog hunting with an AR out of laziness. I think it's typically out of a, having an objective of shooting as many hogs as you possibly can before they get away. That's exactly right. I mean, that, and, that, and that's, that, that's where I think, you know, if you want people to be tolerant of your views, you need to respect their views. So you and I may disagree on something, but we're adults and we're grown men. We have a conversation and say, well, this is why I feel this way and this is why I feel that way. And we try to figure out if there's common ground there or we just agree to disagree. But we're not saying, oh, Kevin, because you don't do this, you're just a lazy hunter and, you know, you can't shoot with a bow, blah, blah, blah. So that, that's my whole thing. You know, as a hunter. If, like, you dog hunt, right? You, you, you and your dad, that's a tradition with you guys and your friends down there in Florida. You guys dog hunt. I've never done that, all right? I, does that, Do I, I agree with it? I don't have any problem with it, but that is not something that I want to go do, personally. It's just, just That's just my opinion. Uh, and maybe right. because I've never been part of it. I don't know. But with that being said, I'm not going to be like, okay, we don't agree on that, so you're you're not a deer hunter, Kevin. You're lazy because you just let dogs run deer to you. You know that that's that's where the division amongst ourselves is the problem, and it's not a, a new thing, but it's a problem that we have within hunters versus hunters, and w and we don't need that anyway. We've had this conversation for years. Um, but well, we, and what you just touched on there is a is a great example. Because I know you well enough, and I've hunted with you well long enough to know that if I took you to the Florida swamps and you were there when we had a big pack of dogs running a big old deer all up down the swamp, that you would enjoy the heck out of it. But because you've never been there and never experienced and seen what I'm talking about, even when the deer gets away, it's fun. And I think that if you had had that experience and seen it, that you would enjoy it. And I think that's what happens a lot of times with 
the gun situation is that people that know nothing about guns, and a lot of times some of them have never even shot guns, or they, they don't know what they're talking about, yet they're the loudest voices in the argument. Well, and that goes back to educating people about, and AR does not stand for automatic rifle. It does not stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite rifle. That was a model they came out with back in the 50s. And yes, it was used to train soldiers during the war times. Uh, but we've evolved out of those type weapons, you know, and, and brought them into civilian means for, for hunting and shooting, protection, whatever, whatever your stance is on that. You and I, when we buy a gun, we don't think, hey, man, this is one I want to, you know, bring to the house to have to, to defend myself. Most time we buy a weapon, it's because we want to go hunting with it. That, that's that's kind of where our mindset is. Or, or it's just a cool gun to have in our collection. Um, so I, I don't know I got off your topic about the, the dog hunting part of it. And you're right. But also I want to say that, all right, if I did go with you and I didn't like that, that still doesn't mean that, I'm going to call you a lazy hunter or, you know, just because, all right, that may be not my thing, right? Right. Yep. Yep. That's called tolerance. And there's very little tolerance at all in our country today when you talk about just about anything. I mean, and, and I think social media in this case is the root of the evil, obviously, because this was a Twitter conversation. Um, and I, I was on Facebook last night and, and our buddy Brody Swisher, who's, uh, an outdoor writer does a lot of great things in the industry. Super guy, um, he he made a post about it, and there was you know a company that dropped Major League Bowhunter after this this little issue, uh, and and that's their opinion. You know I'm not going to comment whether I agree or disagree with that. That's a totally different situation. Uh, but a, a, another friend of ours, John Tate, who's a producer in the industry and a great guy. I've known John a long time. Long time, got a lot of respect for him. He made the comment that. You know, there was a lot of positive conversations on Twitter from between Chipper and other people. So I, I don't want to just harp on that one thing. I'm not saying there wasn't any positive things that came out of this. But I will say when you're in a spotlight such as Chipper because of being, you know, a major league ball player for so many years and Hall of Famer and, and, and you're you're in a bigger spot, like you've got a bigger platform than, than you and I do, for example. So you've got to kind of lead by example with that. You've got to be very careful not to turn people the wrong way. And in this case, yeah, Chipper was probably, you know, feelings got hurt because this guy's like, oh, I'm not following you anymore. We're not watching your show. And I get that because, you know, you and I would be in the same boat. But we would also comment back, well, hey, man, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, you know, I, I believe what I believe for, for these reasons. And, you know, I just I respect your view. I hope you respect mine. That, that that's how you handle that situation. Yeah, and you know, and just to clarify, I mean, as far as what we're talking about opinions and all that, my personal opinion on the whole thing is that I don't think that you know, creating a gun law is going to be the solution to save lives. Um, and you know, some of the gun laws they've already suggested here in the last few days, you know, would limit even semi-automatic, you know, shotguns and things like that. And both those turkey guns you and I were just talking about, yours and mine, both are semi-automatic shotguns. Um, and I, I don't think that, and I think that's why people get so defensive, you know, even here at Stipper's statement is because they have the mindset and the feeling that, you know, 
you take one gun, then what comes next? You're going to come after the rest of them tomorrow. Um, and that's that, that's where I think the bottom of that whole debate lies. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Is you know it you know you could make another law if you want to. You can you can say all right you can't sell these guns right here anymore. You could do that right now. But nobody's going to come to our homes and take our firearms. You know that that's asinine. That that's that's where you really open a whole ball of wax on a conversation that that really goes south quick. Um, so my my whole point is, even if you don't sell these guns anymore, and I do not agree with that at all, because I mean my turkey gun has been in my gun cabinet in here for a long time. It has never got out and shot anybody, uh, nor even tried. So that's I agree. The the guns aren't the issue, but limiting weapons still does not take away the weapons they're always going to be here i mean like last night i was having this conversation a little bit and i said you know drugs are illegal how'd that work out for us well and for that matter killing people is illegal yeah how that how's that working out i mean it still happens chicago has or illinois has the the, the state has the toughest gun restrictions in the country just about you cannot have a, a handgun at all in chicago i don't know if you can have a gun of any kind in chicago but yet it's the highest shooting per capita place in the country so i mean the laws don't restrict bad people from doing bad things it restricts good people from stopping bad people doing bad things that, that's my opinion that's what i'm going to stick with and and also you know, I think you and I even had this conversation, Kevin, the other day, that when we were in high school, you know, you might you might have had your deer rifle in the back of your truck. You know, you go hunting after school, before school. You and your buddies go shoot guns before school, after school. You know, whatever. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. Nope, we didn't have any school shootings when I was in school. I, I didn't even hear of any. I don't even remember. Uh, anything uh, like those events until current history, if you will. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but it means me, I don't know about them. Well, that's, you know, it was a different time, and that kind of, you know, talking about the way people were raised then versus how they are now, that leads to one of my next questions there, too, is a lot of the debate on this gun stuff is one I guess solution or thing they want to do is raise the minimum age to buy a long gun. You know, right now you got to be 21 to buy a handgun. And a lot of folks are saying, you know, raise the minimum age to buy a long gun also to 21. And, you know, even talking about when we were in school, I think when I was 18 years old, I was a lot different person than a lot of 18 year old kids coming out of school these days. And what are your thoughts on that? No, there's no doubt. Um, one thing that I saw the other day that was really interesting to me is a lot of these shooters, they, they did you know comparison to their upbringing and stuff like that. And I want to say, and don't hold me to this, either all of them or pretty close to all of them did not have a father figure in their life. And I'm not saying that women cannot raise children the right way by any means, because that happens all over the country every day, and, and hats off to them. But in these cases, 
I think having a father figure that, like we did, that took us hunting and taught us about guns and gun safety, not even necessarily the hunting part, but just, I mean, I remember conversations my dad had with me when I was shooting a BB gun. Hey, you always point the muzzle in the right direction. You never point a gun at anybody, whether it's loaded, unloaded, safety on, safety off. You never do any of that. I mean, there's all these do it the right way conversations we've had. Um, and then, you know, going hunting and, and safety wise and what a gun is for and what it's not for. And it's not a toy. And, you know, we didn't sit around and play video games either. Like these kids do nowadays that you can blow somebody up every five seconds with with shooting guns and bombs and all this kind of stuff. So, and I'm not knocking video games, but I think it desensitizes people and especially people that don't have, you know, the knowledge or a parent or grandparent, uncle, cousin, friend, whatever, to teach them that, hey, what you're doing on this video game is not reality, right? Yeah, it, uh, and uh, I've got a six-year-old son that loves to watch YouTube. And there is so much stuff on YouTube and on TV in general of just, you know, video games and movies and TV shows where one after another, I mean, people just graphic shooting and, and killing on there. And, uh, you know, shoot, when we come, when we were coming up, even if you did have a game where somebody got shot, it, it, it was not realistic. You know, the old Nintendo there didn't have quite like the 4K <clears throat> realistic picture that you're looking at now and you know now i just think that some of these kids and stuff every day they see people getting shot and dying and it's no big deal and it's you know one after another and we weren't exposed to that you know back in the day (laughs) well i mean plainly put we played nintendo or whatever and playstation and we played sports games we played super mario brothers and you know, stuff like that where it wasn't, you know, blowing up, stealing cars, beating up people, shooting people, special ops. And then guess what? We went outside a lot. <laughs> we played ball. We, we threw rocks. We we got into trouble, but we were doing stuff outside that didn't hurt anybody. We might have, you know, thrown a rock through a window or something, being stupid, but we wasn't shooting up people. You know, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I caught a, re- a rock with my eyeball one time and learned that it. Yeah, it doesn't take much. And, of uh, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is now, you know, I think people are desensitized to, uh, you know, pain and, and like you said, you know, people die and all that. And, and they're just, they're too used to it. You know, it's not like it. There's no shock to it like it, you would have been whenever we were younger. Right. And, you know, the, the sad part is I think some of these these kids or, or whatever the case would be, not necessarily kids, just people in general, you know, they they get infatuated with that false reality and they want to see what, what it is like, unfortunately. And then they act out on some of these things. And so, you know, the whole circle of this conversation is it's a society people problem more than it is a gun problem. I mean... You can sit here with the arguments of, okay, well, people die in car accidents. We're not banning cars. I mean, you know, people drive drunk. We're not, you know, banning alcohol. So, I mean, I just don't understand the logic behind it because 
it's not going to go the way people think it will by making more gun laws or even trying to take guns away. It's just, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the lowest crime rate places in this world, they have very liberal gun laws, very, very open gun restrictions. I mean, where carrying a weapon is not a big deal. It's, it's a, almost a, I don't guess a, not necessarily a necessity, but it's, a, it's just a way of life and they don't have any crime. Well, and a couple nights ago, on our way back home from a recent trip, you know, I was driving home from the airport and had the radio on. It was on some talk radio stuff, and there was a person had called in, and she was talking about, you know, that she had grown up um, in a state that they didn't have a lot of guns, and she didn't know a lot about guns. And then she moved to Texas. She said in Texas, you know, everybody had a gun. Even Grandma down the street had a gun. And in, where she lived in Texas, she said, you know, they didn't even necessarily have to lock their door to where she lived because nobody broke in and robbed folks because everybody had a gun. Mm -hmm. And said that then she moved to Puerto Rico. And I guess where she was at in Puerto Rico, they had strict gun laws and nobody was allowed to have a gun. And it was like she couldn't even walk down streets at night because of the fear of being, you know, robbed at knife point. Mm-hmm because nobody had a gun because you weren't allowed to have one so people couldn't defend themselves. Right. And, and that's a stark contrast of, you know, good guns versus no guns is people take advantage of that, you know? Well, I'll put it this way. I mean, if you have no weapons in your home and somebody decides to break in your home and they have a gun, you call 911, it's just not enough time. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you're not going to be safe. That's just what it boils down to. And you know, if it, if I need a 30 round magazine to protect my home and my family, then I, I want to be able to use that. And I don't care what anybody says. Um, until you're faced with that situation, you don't know what you'll do and you don't know what you'll need. And I hope nobody's ever faced with that situation. But I do like the security knowing that I can have an AR-10 with a 30 round magazine standing by my bed. In case somebody comes in, I can fix holes in the wall, but I can't fix holes in me. Yeah, and that's, you know, you, you mentioned there, too, talking about your AR-10. That's part of the argument that I guess shocks me is everybody's up in arms about, you know, like AR-15s and stuff. That's not even, like, I've got a gun safe here with quite a few guns in it. And my... 223 AR-15 is definitely not the most powerful weapon in that gun safe. Mm -hmm. But yet, that's the one everybody is concerned about. The most people arguing about that, they don't even know what an AR-10 is. That's <laughs> stronger than the AR-15. Well, you know? I mean, I've got a, I've got an AR-10 in here. It's in roughly a 308 caliber. caliber. Uh, it was a 7.62. But I mean, that's basically a great sniper rifle. You know, I mean, I can shoot long ranges with this gun, and uh, I don't. I, it just goes back to people are not educating themselves on what they're talking about. I mean, I I, I retweeted uh, something on Twitter I saw there. There's a video that I think you I mean you saw. It's been a couple of years ago that they were uh, somebody was shooting a shotgun, blowing up like watermelons with a shotgun, and they're like, "Yeah, we're looking at legislation to work on, on removing these AR." 15 type weapons and it's a guy shooting a shotgun you know it's just not i mean it goes back to education on this whole thing uh 
if a guy wants to come in and shoot up a place, if he's got a shotgun that holds three rounds, two rounds, or one round, it doesn't matter. They're still going to go shoot up a place. I would uh, say that all of this discussion for the last couple of weeks about all the guns and all the, even the stuff of the NRA the last few days with Delta and uh, all the other companies deciding to discontinue their NRA discounts. If nothing else, gun sales and NRA memberships have shot through the roof in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they're probably as high as they've been in a long time, you know, since maybe past elections and so forth. And, and to be honest with you, man, if a company wants to distance themselves from an NRA, I don't care. I mean, that, that's their opinion. Uh, they don't have to offer discounts. I, I never join an organization because of their discounts. I join an organization because I believe in the organization. You know, so if, if Delta doesn't want to give a 2% discount, who gives a crap? You know, that, that's their opinion. Um, they've got to deal with those ramifications, not me. So if all the NRA members stop flying Delta, will they feel it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the financial side of any of that. Nor does it matter to me. Um, at the end of the day, you know, if you don't support hunting and firearms, you know, that don't mean we're not going to see eye to eye. And I, I can't use your services, but uh, it, it may influence decisions on somebody's level. So that, that they've got to live with that decision. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, and I'll make my choice to support or not support it. You know. One of the uh, funniest comments I've seen on social media the last few days talking about all this stuff is, uh, you know, yesterday Dix put out a notification about they weren't going to be selling AR rifles anymore. Um, and it filled in uh, stream stores they weren't going to be. You know, and they were only going to send or sell to people 21 and older, things like that. One of our friends on social media commented that uh, he thought he thinks it'd be funny if all those gun manufacturers would put out a statement and say, look, if you're not going to sell this legal firearm, then uh, you're not going to sell any of our line. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I, I think that would be a huge statement. And if the companies in this industry uh, that honestly in a financial position to not be able to sell to the stores, pull out then what what have they got left you know yep like you said a minute ago you know they're more than welcome to make whatever choice they want and then everybody else is able to make their choice on whether or not they're going to support it well i mean honestly (laughs) i've only been in a dick sporting goods probably once or twice in my life i've never been in one of the field and stream stores they're just not in our region down here um but that does influence my decision on not to support those stores Simple as that. Yep. Everybody has a choice on where they spend their money. Right. I mean, and, and you could dig down these lists of companies and everything they put money behind or don't put money behind or whatever. And I mean, that can influence buying decisions all across the board for all kind of different, you know, personal reasons, if you will. Uh, and I just look at it as, you know, it's it's the way the world is now. Everybody's got to make a, a stance on something to prove something or to get, you know, PR. And maybe that's Dick's way of saying, well, we're going to do this so maybe more mom and dads will come buy football gear and baseball gear from us since we don't 
you know, sell these kind of guns or, or have these, you know, implementations in place. But what, what got me is I saw the thing about dicks and they were saying, we are, we, we're, we're hope for legislation that does the following and it's raising that age like you're talking about and limiting this and limiting that. I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't agree with people in a platform, especially a business trying to push political agendas you know i mean you can support this and support that but let our lawmakers do their due process whether you agree with you know them or not is a whole different story we can vote them out just like we can choose not to support these stores or these companies that that go these directions but um, at the end of the day uh, just like in chipper's case and i'm saying i'm not bashing on chipper it is what it is but he was in an interview and used a platform to send a message about something that maybe he does feel passionate about. You know, he's, he's got a wife and kids, and, and I get that. But at the same time, maybe you shouldn't use that platform for that, you know? I mean, nothing against Chipper as a hunter or an outdoorsman because I know he grew up not too far from here, uh, you know, hunting with his buddies and dad and fishing and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he, he understands the outdoors greatly, and he's also, you know, a fellow hunter in the industry with us. But Chipper got his name from being a baseball player. I mean, that's, that's like me commenting on you know what i think nascar should do and i'm not a nascar driver you know it's kind of one of those things where let the people that really are educated on fully on these things make the decisions or have the the total input and we don't really need to use platforms to make statements about stuff that um we're just brainstorming about i guess is the best way to put it i mean it's like you know, Hollywood people talking about politics and, and that's that's their opinion, that's their right, but it's to me it's just it's just using a platform not in the right way in some cases. Well and like we said it, uh the repercussions of that I think have been pretty evident on their social media. Yeah. On uh what people thought about his opinions used on this platform like that. So no, and that's just like me and you. We're here talking on this podcast, and if somebody disagrees with what we said, I guess they we have to deal with that repercussion too. <laughs> but I think we try. Yeah, but I think a lot of the difference is, is you know, we support that. I mean, you know, you don't have to have the same opinion as me. I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk about it. You know, even if we walk away from the table, both still having the same opinion. At least, you know, we've had an open mind and a discussion instead of just, this is what how it ought to be, and that's that. Yeah, I mean, the whole point is to to have that conversation, to be tolerant, and to you know respect other people and their opinions, even though we don't see eye to eye. It's kind of like that old Chris Ledoux song, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But where's the park yours? That's right. That's right. So, but uh, you know, it's more about having the conversation and just working together to find some resolve instead of picking a side and, and not moving. Because, uh, I don't know, that's kind of where our whole country was founded on democratic process, whether you believe in it or not. It's a, it's a way of life that we, we're dealing with, and hopefully we continue to deal with, because when that goes away, we're in even worse trouble than we are now. Yep. And speaking of that democratic process, you know, say uh, raise the age on what you can buy a gun, because you still ain't old enough or mature enough to own one at that point, I guess they might as well go ahead and raise the voting age, too, because if you ain't mature enough to own a gun, you probably ain't mature enough to vote, right? Well, I look at it this way. If a, if a young man or young lady can 
at the age of 18 can go overseas and fight for our country and, and hold a gun, I believe they ought to be able to buy one. I would agree with that, too. So uh, we'll, just, we'll just leave that conversation with that. And, uh, I'm just looking forward to getting my gun out and shooting a turkey here in the next few weeks, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to shooting a turkey in the face. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you know what the last thing that goes through a turkey mind is? Hopefully these <laughs> longbeard XR number six that's that I got. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> number sevens, number sixes, fives, fours, eights, whatever you shoot. Hopefully that'll be the last thing. So well, we're going to kick it off down there in Florida. Um, we got we got some new turkey vests. I wanted, I wanted to give a shout-out to our good buddy Mike Wolf for, for helping us get some new turkey vests this year. Yeah, and the folks over at Night in Hell, they, uh, they haven't got here yet. They're supposed to be on the way. Uh, that new RNG 300 turkey vest, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to put it to use. That's an RNG 300? Yep. It will be run and gun, wouldn't it? I believe so. I like that. Except the run. lightweight. Except the running part. Well. That's what I was about to say. It's a lightweight turkey vest, very much unlike me. I ain't so much of a lightweight, but yeah, we'll just, I do like carrying less weight. We'll just use the gunning part, right? That's right. <laughs> Walking at a fast pace and gunning. I heard that. We're, uh, we're, uh, we're going to hit the road uh, Monday, and we're heading to Louisiana. We're going to go visit with our good buddy, Kenyon. Bankson from Southern Boys Outdoors uh, text with him the other day, and he said we're going to maybe try to catch some haws, catch some frogs, and eat some crawfish. That sounds like a plan. Maybe we can record our podcast next week with him. We can do it. We can sit over there, and uh, Jay Paul from Swamp People has been texting me, and he's going to come hang out with us. and Maybe Kenyon get old Bruce from Swamp People, too, to come over and hang out with us a little bit since they live right down the road from each other. Uh, we'll have a good time over there, I believe. Yeah, I believe so, too. I'm sure we'll go live on Facebook. I know Kenyon will go live on Facebook. He goes live about every 30 minutes, so hey, we'll, uh, we'll be getting involved in, the, I guess, the chaos or hoot nanny. I like that hoot nanny. Yes, I saw him yesterday live ripping the shower out of a bathroom. We might have to be over and help him doing some plumbing when we get there. Well, I mean, I ain't scared to work for my supper, you know? That's right, especially some of them groceries he just puts on the table. I heard I'll take a bath in the river. It don't matter to me. <laughs> you ain't been watching the swamp people if you're going to take a bath in that river. Oh, it ain't that warm yet. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> allocated yeah. in that water even when it's cold. No, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> well, anyway, we, we've rambled on for a good 45 minutes or so this week, but we appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens. Uh, follow us online at backwoodslife.com. And we're on pretty much every social media outlet under the sun that we know about. And if we don't know about it, tell us we'll get on it. So uh, we got a lot of things going on. Moving forward in 2018, Kevin and I actually uh, were supposed to have a conversation about our episode list coming out. And we didn't get that capitalized on for some reason after sitting in the airport for 28 hours. But uh, we'll get that knocked down so we can start working on great episodes to bring y'all from this past year. And, um, of course, we're going to have some, I guess the best term would be semi-live turkey hunting stuff rolling out here when the season kicks off. Yeah, we're going to try to keep people up to date by showing them some of what we got going on. We ain't gonna, we're not going to spoil all the surprises just yet, but 
will be uh, well, y'all definitely know what we're up to. So anyway, thank y'all for listening. Kevin, any closing words? Nope, just to the ones of y'all that stuck it out through the boring gun talk that stick around to the end. Thank y'all. We salute you. We'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs> See y'all. Up before morning, put the tires in the clay. Back to where the deer and the antelope play. Nothing between you and the wild, but the will to survive. Out here it ain't man, but the law of the land. Y'all quick on the draw means a buck on the wall. It's a turkey call with a southern draw. The real boys will fall. My playground is out in the woods. Back in the sticks, this is my hood. Waking up early with nature's hand in mine. Finger on the trigger just to seal the deal. If you don't get a mother nature wheel, it's the thrill, it's the skill, it's the rush, it's the dust and grind. Living the backwoods life. Living the backwoods life. Living full drawing for everyone. It's a special breed that gets the job done. Clear mind, full heart, and respect. You as good as you get Daddy told me how to stay alive and give thanks to the Lord for all we got Skin my knee and then wake up and do it again My playground is out in the woods Back in the sticks, this is my hood Waking up early with nature's hand in mind Finger on the trigger just to seal the deal If you don't get Mother Nature will It's the thrill, it's the skill It's the rush, it's the dust and grind Living the backwoods life Living the backwoods life Welcome to the backwoods You got the guts Let's go for the glory Load up the truck Living the back